Welcome, 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 my friends. You are listening to It's Simply Digital, and I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that gives you tips, tricks, and strategies to up your digital marketing game and make you a savvy digital success. We dive into all things business, entrepreneurship, and of course, digital marketing. You are listening to a special edition of It's Simply Digital. This is our Friday Live edition, raw and unedited, and today's guest is Gary Travis. We go live every Friday on LinkedIn and Facebook, so listen in as we talk to Gary. Oh my gosh, we're live, and I actually made it work this time. Hey, Gary, welcome Thank you, it's nice to be here. Um, okay, it's Friday Live, and um, my host, my guest today is Gary Travis, and I'm super excited to talk to you because I've been following you on LinkedIn for a while, and you've just had exponential growth over the last year, year and a half. And so I want to know, you know, I'm sure everybody wants to know, how did that happen? How did that start? You know, you had a, um, a business that you were doing software as a solution, trying to sell that. You came to LinkedIn to figure out, and I'll let you tell your story, but to figure out how to market it. And, uh, and you blew up. And so you, you transitioned over in, during COVID. And, you know, let's talk about that. So, so share a little bit. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for having me. I, I think I think LinkedIn is a, a really awesome platform for anyone that wants to build an audience and wants to get attention. Because the cool thing about LinkedIn is that it's not as crowded as other platforms. And you can still grow right. a lot faster, as I kind of uh, discovered by accident. Um, I, so when I, I got started on LinkedIn because my customers were on LinkedIn. So I was in the B2B uh, software company. We worked with HR uh, businesses and we were focused on the Chicago area. But I, I was just going to start out. I had no online presence at all. And I had no sales background either. So I had to figure things out. I, I needed any kind of, advantage, kind of advantage I could get. And so I just discovered uh, LinkedIn as a way to kind of get in front of people and start creating content. But it turns out I was way better at creating content than I was at growing my other business. <laughs> and I grew way faster on LinkedIn than, than on, my, on my company. I reached, actually reached uh, like 30,000 followers in about five, five to six months. And everything I do, by the way, is totally organic. Like I, I am like... But I really believe in doing the right thing. I talk about it a lot. I, I truly believe it. Not that, you know, there's, there's a lot of shortcuts you can take. But what I found is that if you take shortcuts, like a lot of people take, get distracted by shortcuts and they take them, but it really slows them down in the long run. And what I found is that organic growth, like really truly growing your tribe, if you will, um, uh-huh. and that way is way, way, way more explosive growth than, than anything else I've seen. Okay, so and I'm a huge believer in growing your tribe. And, you know, I've had not exponential growth like you have, but I've had growth and I've had connections and I've built relationships and I've met some amazing people like yourself on LinkedIn. And so what kind of content, because I'm sure that's what everybody wants to know. And I see your content, which is truly amazing. But what kind, how did you figure that out? Because like you said, you grew organically. And I think that's the other thing is people feel like they have to spend money in advertising dollars. And you found out a way to basically do that without spending any money and just growing organically. So so what kind of content are you generating? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's actually crazy now. because I'm trying, I've done everything organically. And I'm actually looking at starting to do some kind of advertising. And we're looking at how uh-huh. expensive it is. 
for views. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, why did people do this? Um, but for me, I just did a lot of trial and error. And I have, I'm a, I've kind of naturally been a good writer. Like I, words come easily to me. And so uh -huh. it's, a, it's a good fit for me to start writing content, but I, I love telling stories. So I think, I think if you can learn how to write a, a compelling story um, consistently, that's, that's one of the biggest tools you can do to unlock your growth potential on here. I'm a huge believer in telling stories. I'm trained via StoryBrand, which is Donald Miller's platform and program. And um, that's how you connect with your audience. That's where you create that emotion, right? I mean, that's where you're, you have to suck them into a story. Why, that's why movies are so entertaining for us, or that's why books are so entertaining, or even the videos that we watch on, you know, on social media that are streaming is, you know, we're getting sucked into a story. So how do you write a story about selling yourself and, and, mm -hmm. and your content and your, your product or your service? How do you do that? Yeah, you, you absolutely write about making a connection. So so the most important thing in a story is you want to, or any, any honestly, any post you do, is you want to make an emotional connection or some kind of connection with the viewer or the reader or, or whoever your audience is. Um, what what I found is that I actually have way more success with with generating like leads and generating business from writing like just just good stories and period and necessarily sales stories. So so, so sales I've actually had little to no traction with any of my sales and marketing posts. I've tried those; they never worked for me, even with my following today. Um, today I have uh -huh. 175 or so thousand followers, and even today, if I was to like do a sales post, I'd probably get like nothing. Nothing would happen. Um, but if I write a good story and it goes far on a platform, what I find is I get tons of traction. Like I, I've had I've had one post uh, get me um, honestly like 20, 30,000 followers by itself. And one week I got 15,000 followers because of one, one post. And that post generated tons of business traction for me. So I, I would say actually don't try to sell. Don't try to be marketing. Don't try to, be, you know, don't try to write marketing material. Just try to be authentic and connect with people and you find a lot more success. I, I agree because when, I mean, I don't, I, I just put out content. I don't have a call to action. I don't have, you know, I don't even say follow me. I don't say anything. It's just, I just put out content. And that's where I have found that I've created the most connections. And when I stopped trying to sell and I just produced content to add value, it, it was a game changer for me. It, it really was. So do you tell stories about yourself? Do you tell stories about your product or your service? You know, where do you feel like the ones that you just mentioned that generated the most traction, where do you feel like you're getting the most connections from? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think the best, like from a business owner perspective, like you and I as entrepreneurs, the best kind of story that we can write is a story that includes our business somehow. So it doesn't have to be a marketing post, but if you can talk about how like your journey as an entrepreneur, like what what triggered you, why did you start doing what you're doing, what challenges are you facing, what did you overcome, and kind of uh, create like a initial initial attraction. So cre create something that gets people to click on a post and read it. The first line should like get people's attention. Then you should move into like create like tension in like the story, and then you want to close <laughs> it out with a very memorable line. Um, within that within that framework, you can talk. You should talk about um, what you talk about kind of directs what happens. So the subject should be like your business or you as an entrepreneur or something uh, that's like in your brand. Um, mm -hmm. But but if it, and from there you have to make it into a compelling story. If, if we talk about drives attention. So if you mention your business in your post, in your story, then a lot of times people will reach out to you about your business. Sure, sure. And so when you're um, when you're engaging with your, you know, with your feed and the people that you're, um, are, you know, what are some 
um, best practices as far as engagement and feedback and, you know, posting on other people's, um, you know, feed, commenting on their material, you know, creating those connections with, with some best practices on that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I always say like the best way to grow if you want higher engagement is to grow through your content. And so most of your followers and connections, you, you want them to come from your content and not from other people's content. So I, I think I think actually uh, for the longest time, and people may may have uh, been sad about this, but I didn't really comment on people's posts at all. I just spent all my time managing my own content, managing like my own inbox, managing my profile. And I, and man, I so I try to respond to comments as much as I can. That's part of one of the things I did really well is I'd always try to respond to comments, um, even you know, even something quick. Uh, just as long, as long as people know that you read their read the message and you took time to respond to it, I think they really appreciate that. Um, but you you should spend most of your time managing your own content and actually comments on other people's posts. It can be a good way to get more followers or to get in front of more people. But um, what you'll find is that if you comment a lot, it'll pull away from your own posts. So because when you when you comment on a post on LinkedIn, then people that follow you will see your comment. And sometimes they can see your comment over your own post. And so you have to be careful about your timing and that sort of thing, because you want to drive the most views on your own content that you can mm-hmm. give the biggest boost that, that you can get. So that's, a, that's really interesting because me personally, I comment on a lot of people's posts, such as your, yours and, and other people's. And so I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really know that. I think that's really interesting. You know, I, I it's an interesting point of view because um, when you do go to my, my, my feed and you see everything that I'm posting, you see everything that I'm commenting versus and my own. So that, that does make sense. That's a, that's a great tip. That's a great mm-hmm strategy to use all right so what about like times to post times of day to post do you have any comments on that or best practices on that absolutely and and, and one more thing to add on on comments sure. is that um people in your feed like when they see like your post pop up normally if you comment or even if you like something that's actually uh-huh. uh, that's actually why i can i can kind of boost other people's posts because uh what you find is that they'll see that comment or that like over your over your own post uh, on post sometime um, and then, sorry, I got back to that question. I forgot. Um, you know, like, is there a best practice on the time to, oh, yeah. um, you know, a time of day to post or certain days of the week or and how often? So let's, mm-hmm. let, that's kind of, I'm breaking that up into three. Yeah. Certain time, day of the week, and then how often? Yeah, th- those are really good questions. And honestly, so I would say of those three things, the most important thing to do is to post every day. So, so for frequency, post at least one post every day because getting in front of people consistently is really, really, really important. If you if you post like once or twice a week, you're gonna have a hard time building up um, engagement or building momentum on your post doing that. Um, uh-huh. From time of day, it actually doesn't matter because I think there are some times of days that do better, times of day that do better. But, but what you'll find is that um, you want just post whenever it feels right for you and you build a following that wants to that's active when you're active. So as long as you're consistent on posting every day and you're consistent in the time that you post, you will find uh-huh. that it doesn't matter what time you post as long as you post at around the same time because people will share your bio with them. They'll be on LinkedIn when you're posting. It's going to work out really well for you. So I, I love that you say that. So like if you're always posting at 9 a.m., consistently post at 9 a.m., Exactly. Um, if you're, you know, if you're posting Monday through Friday at 9 a.m., consistently post Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So um, 
what do you think, like, as far as videos, images, you know, those little uh, stories that you see, I don't, uh, those infographics, and I can't even think what else they're, they're called right now, but, you know, where you could kind of fast forward and through, through the, the images. What are your t- thoughts on that? What are your takeaways on that? Yes. So first and foremost, LinkedIn is a text-based platform. So tech, text-based posts, like purely text, will get the most views out of anything else on a platform. And that's why I predominantly do text-based posts. I think the next one is like, the next one that gets the most views are pictures. So pictures can get um, pictures get less views, but they can get less engagement and ultimately get more views if it's a really powerful um, picture, if it's the right picture for the right, for the right post. From there, videos are like the next thing. And videos, so, um, videos get a lot less views than, than text-based posts and even pictures. But videos can do a really great job and like engage in and like you you form you, you form connections faster through video and, and that's like when you build a business you it's all about building your brand and building connections so i think mm-hmm. videos are a great way to build your brand um and from there don't ever share a link in your post because it'll it'll be throttled <laughs> back like crazy linkedin does not like it when you um when you share a link but there are ways around that that you can kind of figure out um like you can edit a post uh, 30 minutes after you create it, for example, and you can kind of get around get around it that way. Um, but be careful with sharing links because they're, they're definitely push your, your views back. So would you recommend sharing a link in the comments versus sharing it in the post? Or like you said, going and editing it, you know, at a later date and adding your link? And why do you think that that throws the algorithm off with, with sharing links in your post? Yes. So um, I'll answer uh, the second one first because it's... it's okay. kind of, Kind of funny, I guess, but but LinkedIn does not want you to leave their website, basically. And so, <laughs> even, even a link to an article, and they were their thought, even a link to a LinkedIn article, and they're uh-huh. talking about. You, I don't know if you've written any articles yet or not, but when you when you do, um, or if you have and you share it, you notice it doesn't get as many views as like as traditionally. Um, right. As far as comments, comments are a great way to share like stuff like that. Like I'll, I'll always tell tell people or teach people. Um, you should you want to do, you should you should leave multiple comments on your post at specific times. So you want to wait at least ten minutes and then com- leave a comment like that adds more value to your post. That counts uh-huh. views. And you want to wait at least twenty to thirty minutes after you po- after you create a post to to and you can do a call to action in your in your second post and your second sorry your second comment. Your second comment can totally be um, sharing a link to your website. It could be hey it's time for my mailing list. Hey you know what this like this way you get to sell people and so I I sell through my comments and through my your comments giving value yeah that's that's such a great um, valuable tips because I mean I know that some of these practices I'm already like thinking I don't even do them so I love that you're sharing those because now I'm, I think I'm, you know these are great things for me to start doing I do a lot of video and I do a lot of video to build my brand and um, it it drives connections. I think people reach out to me because they see my video and I I get lots of, um, you know, inbound messages from my video. But what I have noticed, Gary, is when I share just a post without a picture, you know, just a text-based post, I tend to get more engagement on those than I do on my video. And But my videos, they get seen. I could see that people watch them. Um, but as far as engagement and people responding and replying, I really get more on, on a text-based post. So I think there needs to be like a combination of, if you're building your brand, you, you definitely need to have a mix because I'm a big believer in Omni marketing and, and you know, always using every tool that you have available for you. So um, tell me a little bit about your shift that you made 
you know, from what you were doing to COVID hits and tell me a little bit about your shift and what you started doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love your approach to Omni, Omni channels because one channel is, I have one channel right now, which is just LinkedIn and I, I need more. So I'm trying to get more. <laughs> um, but the one channel is working amazing for me. Like, we, right. we don't realize that we well, and yeah. you can you can build up one channel and get really good at it like you have and get familiar mm -hmm. with it and you build your following and then you could go on to you know other channels and and start engaging and building those followings there and you get you can also share that on the channel that you've built up as well mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah and, and uh, to, to my journey I um, actually I got to, um, you know, I, I started like creating content originally for for a volunteer and like a software or a uh, online driven volunteering platform to help uh, employees in Chicago find more meaningful, more targeted, more like impactful volunteering opportunities in Chicago. So it's it like it's a Chicago based company, like to totally. But what uh -huh. I found is that as I grew and grew and grew, I, I found that I was able to, to find business opportunities in Chicago, like partnerships with not, and lots of nonprofits for us and partnering. And I had companies that were actually reaching out to me in Chicago on LinkedIn. So you can be very, very targeted even on LinkedIn if you know how to like brand yourself correctly to the point of brand and know which hashtags to use to kind of guide your content to the right people. Um, so, so as I grew, I started getting some traction, and we were we were actually at a breaking point. We were we we're getting uh, we had three customers coming on board when COVID hit. The problem with what we were doing being a volunteering platform. You know, in-person volunteer events were not happening once COVID. Right, <laughs> right. So all these business deals kind of fell through, and it was really hard to sell. We pivoted to like a virtual, virtual model, but it didn't feel the same to me. And mm -hmm. customers weren't as interested in it either. So we we kind of just like fell off the traction. And I had a choice to make: either try to fix uh, my old company, or I was getting traction, getting so much traction on LinkedIn. I could, I was like, okay, I can lean into LinkedIn where I have momentum, or I can try to fix something that's not working. I think if I stuck with that company, it would have worked out, but LinkedIn was just too exciting for me. So <laughs> I LinkedIn, I started coaching people at first. So I started, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed just helping people figure things out faster. And then the entrepreneur, entrepreneur brain in me just started kicking in like, okay, how do you build a bigger business? How do you scale it up? And eventually led to the formation of Bloom Inbound. And what we really focused on is helping other, solopre other solopreneurs or other entrepreneurs grow to 30,000 engaged followers. So we have big emphasis on engagement. Um, in six months or less while helping them build multiple income streams. So once you have an engaged following, it's a lot easier to monetize your brand and you can sell things a lot easier as well. And you can sell all kinds of things too. Right. And, and it doesn't matter about how big the following. And I think we, we, we should probably speak to this a little bit because it doesn't matter how many followers you have. The yeah. What really matters is the engagement and it's the right people that you're connecting with. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure just like you, I get hit up all the time for people wanting to put time on my calendar to sell me something, to join a class, to, you know, look at some content or whatever. And so, um, you know, are those your right target audience? I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's it's important to emphasize it's not the amount of followers or connections. It's the, the engagement, right? Absolutely. It's, it's about building a brand, right? And so you can think of engagement as part of your brand. Um, and so if you have high engagement, um, one, it gives you a lot more views. So the more engaged your followers are, like the more, the more like they, they connect with you, the more they engage with your content, the more they reach out to you, the more views typically you get on your content. So it sends content a lot farther. Um, mm -hmm. And then engagement obviously is a good way to indicate that you have the right message as well. So let's talk about hashtags a little bit. So mm -hmm. 
wh- how many, what's important, you know, what kind of hashtags do you, do you put them in every post? Are they the same hashtags in every post? Let's, what are the best practices for hashtags? So, so I always, always teach people, um, one, you should have a personal hashtag. If, you, if you're serious about growth and you want to build a, a truly engaged following, you should have your own hashtag or create your own hashtag if you can. Um, so I'd say that should be one of your hashtags. And from there, you want to pick around four more. So there's, no, there's really no reason to do more than five hashtags in total. And um, four of those should be big, big hashtags. The hashtags have a big following on LinkedIn. Because again, your goal is to write content that get, you want your content to get viewed by as many people as you can, to get in front of as many people as you can. And so um, typically when I write a post, uh, hashtags come last, I write a post or a story. And I, I try to pick um, like f- like four other ha- four hashtags that I feel like capture the feeling of the post, of the story. And then mm-hmm. um, make sure to have like at least like a million or at least 500,000 or so followers because you, you want to push it in front of as many people as you can. So your hashtags are not the same on every post, you're, 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 except for your own personal one, right? Yeah. Well, what I've found is that I tend to write about similar things. So, so you, you have like a brand, right? Like there's, there's certain right. topics that you talk about in your brand. And for me, um, I do find motivation. You probably would guess this one. Hashtag motivation comes up a lot for me. I'm always writing about uh-huh. motivation. I like to help people, kind of guide people in their careers as well. So I do hashtag career, careers a lot. Hiring promotion whenever I'm talking to like job seekers. Uh, personal development, hashtag personal development, if ever like just trying to give advice. Um, but that's kind of the direction that, that I go in. I never really do hashtag marketing, hashtag digital marketing. I don't really talk about marketing too much. So I just found uh-huh. that I gain enough traction um, from just like inspiring people. And I post go way farther that just feels like that, that just feels like a better thing to talk about. What's what my audience wants to hear from me, I guess. Okay, so let's talk about tagging people in your posts. So what do you think the best, what have you found personally and what do you think the best traction is? I mean, sometimes, I mean, I tag you obviously because I'm going live with you and I want your audience to see it as well as my audience to see it. So um, I definitely do that when I have a podcast guest, when I have somebody on a live. So what are your best practices for tagging people? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people might get mad at me for saying this, but, but I think <laughs> tagging people is a distraction. I, I think okay. I think that um, I think it's scary. I think it's really scary to just drop a post and have like no one like no pod or tag <laughs> to come comment for you. But uh-huh. that's I believe that's the only way to really know if your content is good or bad. And you can't really you can't scale exponentially from tagging people because you're always limited like at like the amount of people that unless you can tag. You can't even tag past like 100 people, I think, on a post. So the most you can get is like 100, you know, comments if, if they really want to come by. So tagging uh-huh. people um, takes up a lot of time. And you, you find like, at least I used to do it when I was getting, first getting started. I feel like I spent all my time like managing relationships and like having to go comment on their posts and having to come comment uh-huh. on my posts. Um, but then once I was like, you know what, this is taking up all my time and I started focusing on the content. I noticed that it was scary at first, but I was getting as much, if not more engagement and views just by posting my my real, just like not not tagging anybody. And I really, that's when I realized that content, if you want growth, if you want to like have your post go farther, you should focus on your content because uh, content determines, good content will go so much farther than even if an influencer were to comment on your post. All right, and so what about, um, you know, somebody, you, you make a post, and do you and then somebody comments on your post and then you go comment and then you know it, it goes from there so what do you think the best practices are so i know you always want to tag the person that you're responding to 
But what about likes and shares and in what are some of the best practices on that? Yeah, I, I think that, um, so one thing I, I think we should all do, and I try to do this myself, is I always try to respond to every comment that I can on my post. Um, I think that's really important. And I, I always like the comment that they that they they have, and I, I'll respond to the comment. Um, this is a few things. Like, one, it builds relationship with them. But two, it kind of puts their, their comment a little bit higher up on the on the, on the post. So people come early, encourage people to come early, because if you respond to the comment, then they get more, they get more views on their profile because sure. people see their comment. For other people, I think I think that um, I think you should be careful about. I don't want over, I don't want you guys to overthink it, but but where you comment kind of determines your brand. So if you comment on certain people, make sure it aligns with your brand, or as people that it's like they have a similar brand to yours, or it's someone that you want to be associated with, because people will people will see your comment. Um, that's one disadvantage of getting tagged as well, because you don't choose what you comment on. Mm-hmm. But I would say be, I would say make sure that your what post you comment on and who wrote it aligns with your brand. Um, cause you, cause I, you, people will see that as part, it becomes part of your brand as well. Um, in that case, uh, definitely, um, like the post, of course, and comment on it. I would say when you share a post, um, when you share a post, you won't get as many views. So be careful if, if, if a post is truly, um, if you really feel moved by a post, if you share it, mm-hmm. always add like your own thoughts at the top. So like, if you share my post, for example, write why you sharing it at the top and then if you do and how that, it how it resonated with you right exactly that actually Sorry. does well that actually does pretty well yeah. and, and a lot of times i would even like i may even like it for you to give you a bigger boost if you do that <laughs> i like people to do that that feels better than them just like yeah yeah just share yeah it. um okay so i feel like you've dropped some amazing knowledge bombs for us and you've given us some great feedback and great content on how to build a following and connections on LinkedIn. How can we get a hold of you? Um, how, you know, obviously it's Gary Travis on LinkedIn. Um, and then tell us how we could get a hold of you on your website as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, as you may have guessed, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So if you just send me, I'm open to any message. So you can always send me a message at any time. This is Gary Travis. This is for Gary Travis and you should find me. Um, if you go to my website at www.bloomandbound.com, um, there's, there's tons of information um, about what we do there. And if you want to talk to me, if you're interested in what we do, all I have to do is fill out the form, the application on our website. This takes like five minutes, if that, and you can book a meeting with me directly. So we can jump right into a phone call if you look into to grow your following. One last question before we sign off. Um, when you, connections, people are, are, you know, reaching out to connect with you. What are your best practices on that? Because LinkedIn limits your um, connections. What is it? 30,000, I think. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? And so what do you what do you do at that point when you're over your 30,000 limit? Do you just, you know, respond very politely? Like, please follow me. I'm at my limit. Or, you know, give me some give me some tips on that. Yes. So my, my biggest advice on that and people uh, may be surprised I say this, but I would say connect with anybody that reaches out to you at this stage. Why, why you grow in, just connect with them because every connection is a follower. So so it's you want it helps you grow your following, it helps you grow your brand. Um, once you reach 30,000 connections, one thing people may not know is that you actually get a, a follow button on your posts. And when you get that plus follow button on your post, it's going to two to three times your growth once you switch to follow. So you should always have it as connect on your profile by default until you max to get 30,000 connections. And then if you switch to follow, um, once you have to follow on a post with the follow on your profile, you get like two to three times, you go two, two to three times faster from your content. Um, so so I, I would think 
that's kind of uh, how you get to 30,000. And once you're at 30,000, you can actually remove connections. So once you get there, if someone's like a dead fault, dead connection, or you know, for a reason, you have a reason to remove them, you can remove anybody and you still keep the follow button on the post. So what I do is um, I remove like uh, 50, 200 people at a time. And I just add people that, that make sense for me. I, I generally, I like, I, right now I have like 20,000 people waiting to connect with me that I just, I just can't accept. <laughs> but if someone made sense, or people write me a message. If you want, if you want to connect with someone who has a lot of followers, write to them a nice message. Like say that you actually care about their content or you care about what <laughs> I'll connect with you if you do that. So <laughs> I will totally connect with you if you wrote me a nice message because most people don't even bother to do that. Um, but you can you can remove connections to make room for new people once you have once you have max connections. Awesome. All right. So when we when this video ends, I'll make sure that we link your website up on the on the post so everybody can can go to it. But thank you so much. It's been such a great. Uh, so interesting and I have so many takeaways and I appreciate your time and your your expertise and your value so thank you yeah likewise thanks for having me it's been really nice talking to you all right bye thanks again for joining me for a special edition of it's simply digital Friday live If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and share this podcast. It helps me bring on amazing guests like Gary. I can be reached at itssimplydigital.com or Lisa at itssimplydigital.com. I hope you have an amazing, blessed day.